Welcome to the return of the Swimming with Bobby podcast. Now, I haven't recorded a podcast for the better part of three years, but I thought, considering I spend so much time listening to different swimming podcasts, I thought I'd do something a little bit different and just talk about finals action that we've seen from national and international meets right here and right now. So, finishing up after night one of the Sydney Sprints Australian Short Course Championships happening at Sydney Olympic Park Aquatic Centre, and that is the selection trials for the Australian team for the World Short Course Championships, which are to be held in Melbourne in December. So a lot of big names in the pool, a sprinkling of American swimmers as well, and a lot of fast swimming happening in Sydney right now. And kicking things off was the men's and women's 200-meter freestyle. And on the men's side, probably the swim of the night, definitely on the men's side to me, that was Kyle Chalmers taking that event out in 140.98. 1 minute 40, it's just absolutely flying time. Almost got the Commonwealth and Australian record, which belongs to Cam McAvoy from the 2015 version of these championships. And Chalmers, if you haven't seen footage of it yet, he he had a full beard, pretty much unshaven, uh, spent a couple of weeks up on the Sunshine Coast since since returning home from Birmingham. So probably hasn't done a whole lot of training isn't fully shaven, goes out in a comfortable 48-9, had a big lead early ahead of uh, Luke Hobson and uh, the other American swimmer there, Grant House, and just goes 25-8, 26-1 to storm home. Jeez, he's just such an improved short course swimmer from what we saw from Kyle early in his career, obviously winning that 100 free in Rio, but now progressing to, to last year, we kind of forget, we kind of blow over that he went 44-8 in the short course under free to break the world record on the World Cup circuit last year over in uh, over in Europe all by himself without a coach, without a, a proper preparation coming off the Olympics. So what a swimmer he's turning out to be and, and definitely swimming with a point to prove. So, you know, no doubt he'll want to swim fast in the 100 free here as well, but potentially he's got an eye on not only winning the world title in this short course 200 free at the home Melbourne World Championships in December, but can he get down under 140? Can he get down close to that super-suited Paul Biederman record of 139.3? No one would have thought anybody would get near that for a long time. Well, it's been a world record for 13 years, but no one's got that sort of speed that that Chalmers has and and really good for a big guy getting in and out of those walls. And now he can underwater kick. He's learned how to underwater dolphin kick in order to match Caleb Dressel when they go head-to-head in in that 100 freestyle. So that was a really exciting one for me to watch tonight. And and good swim as well from Hobson, the swimmer from the University of Texas. I don't know too much about him. He's only 19, but he goes 141.6, which is a world-class time in itself. Grant House, the second American, going 142.5. And really promising swims from Tommy Neal, obviously returning back to full health and just putting together some training blocks so he goes 142.56 and gets the second Australian spot for uh, for Melbourne. So good to see him back on the Australian team after having an interrupted year this year. And um, we all know how good he is after his uh, really clutch relay splits from Tokyo last year. And Matt Corden having a good one as well, 143.15. He's the third place Australian. And uh, he swam himself onto this team in the individual 800 freestyle final, which happened later 
in this final session. So uh, some pretty good and pretty deep racing there in that men's 200 free. The unlucky swimmer there was Stuart Swinburne from N-Swiss. He did do two personal best times today in the heat in the final to go 144 low and be the fourth fastest Aussie. But the Australian team is not selecting relay-only swimmers for these world championships. So we won't get selected from that swim. Normally they would take four, maybe even five for this relay. So they'll be looking to to look at one of their 100-meter guys or one of the 400-meter guys to fill in a gap on this uh, on this relay or, or somebody like Matt Temple as well, a butterfly specialist that could cross over. So unlucky there for Swinburne, but a great swim nonetheless. And on, a whim, on the women's side, it was a really classy performance again from Maddie Wilson, the 28-year-old veteran. We've just seen her, especially in the short course pool, just be so consistent and so evenly paced across her swimming. So she can swim from the 50 all the way up to the 400 in the 25-meter pool, and she just controlled this one from start to finish. 152.5, again, it's a world-class time. It puts her into the uh, into fourth all-time on the Australian ranking, so she moves up. That was a personal best tonight for Maddie Wilson, and also strong swims from Leah Neal. Going 153-2, Leah moves into seventh all-time, and Lani Pallister as well, the distance swimmer, coming down to that 200-meter sprint. She goes 153.8 to swim herself into ninth all-time on those rankings. So really good performance from those three. Now, the interesting news was Molly O'Callaghan withdrew from this 200 freestyle to focus on the 100 backstroke, which we're about to get to. So Molly was... The silver medal winner at the uh, World Champs and Commonwealth Games just behind Titmus in that tight 200 freestyle. But uh, when it comes to short course, just with how good O'Callaghan is underwater, she can swim those sprint freeze or backstrokes or 200 back. So it'll be interesting interesting to see what she focuses on and what she targets at this meet. But an interesting selection to choose the 100 back over the 200 free, but she'll be an easy addition to this relay team for the World Champs and... Um, Geez, that's a strong team on paper. That that should challenge. I don't even know what the world record is, but that should definitely challenge that world mark, and that would be a really good race and relay to win in front of a home crowd down in Melbourne. Moving into the 100 backstroke now, and it was another tight race on the women's side. Beta Nelson, the visiting swimmer from the United States, getting a narrow victory over Kaylee McEwen. Now, we don't often see McEwen beaten at all, whether it be at world or domestic level long course or short course she is obviously the olympic champion and world record holder long course but just wasn't able to match the underwater prowess of beta nelson she's uh nelson's so good in that sprint fly and back and im races she's going to be busy across the four days of racing here in sydney and uh their times 55 7 for nelson so that's um it's less than a second off the world record in fact and kaylee McEwen going 55 81 so just 0.07 0.07 separated them and Molly O'Callaghan finishing third but more importantly second Australian 56.06 that's a personal best time for O'Callaghan so really showing her uh, versatility and how just how classy she is across sprint swimming and uh, McEwen and O'Callaghan they'll race the individual spots at the Melbourne World Champs later this year the unlucky one there was Minna Atherton she's the world record holder from 2019, that time of 54.89. That was an unbelievable swim over in Budapest at the ISL. And uh, she went 56.9 here. So it is a little bit off her previous best, but it is a return to form for Minnow. We saw her 
competing at the Commonwealth Games, which was good to see in the 100 and 200 backstroke events. So hopefully she can uh, have a good 200 back and get herself back onto the Australian team. Into the uh, the men's 100 backstroke, well, that race was dominated by the Russian visitor. That's Mark Nikolaev. So he swims 49.73. Anything under 50 seconds is is really world class. Took that one out quick, splitting in 23.80. He had basically a body length lead over the domestic field by the halfway point. And, you know, coming from being a short course backstroker myself, geez, Nikolaev is uh, he's an absolute dolphin under the water. That's one of the smoothest and nicest underwater kicks I've ever seen. And I was only watching it from above the water. So great swim there from him. Training up at Bond. There is rumors that uh, that he might be permanently staying in Australia. So stay tuned to uh, any sort of developments there, especially before the Paris Olympic Games. But uh, the first Australian finisher, that was Brad Woodward. Another bounce back swim there from Woodward. Personal best time, 51.1. That moves him up the rankings, the all-time Australian rankings, in fact, to uh, probably about 7th or 8th position. So the 200-meter specialist, his story this year has just been taking his opportunities, I think. Finishing fourth um, at the long course trials back in May in the 100. So missing team selection there. Finished third in the 200 in a uh, not a PB time. And uh, he's kind of been stagnant over the last couple of years in that 200-meter backstroke. But uh, did qualify to swim in at the Commonwealth Games. Didn't go to Budapest. But uh, obviously with the developments with Isaac Cooper getting sent home, Brad Woodward gets to swim the individual 100 backstroke, is the top finishing Australian, beats Mitch Larkin, beats George S- S- Edward Smith, gets an individual bronze medal in that 100 backstroke, unbelievable, does the 200 backstroke, gets second, almost wins the, the Commonwealth gold medal just 1-100th away, and then gets to lead off the medley relay at the Commonwealth Games in that men's medley relay, and get another silver medal there, and uh, and he backed that up with a couple of good performances just a couple of days ago at Julian the Pool. So, just a building of confidence and getting better swim after swim, and good to see Woodward uh, claiming a spot on the Australian team again. And watch out for his uh, his 200 backstroke later on in the week. Uh, the second placed Aussie there was Isaac Cooper, as we mentioned, 51.4, but it is over the uh, swimming Australia qualifying times for the World Champs. Ty Hartwell also going 51.6, so those guys just over the QT needed, but uh, we'll see if Hartwell can do some damage in the 200 back, and we'll watch what Isaac Cooper can do in the sprint events this week too. Moving into the 100 metres breaststroke now, and it was Chelsea Hodges on the women's side taking another national title, her time 104.78, getting the job done, using her speed and power to get out quick. I think she turned in about... 30.3, 30.3, so just has enough speed to get out ahead of swimmers like Jenna Strosh, build that lead over the first 50, but uh, I still think her dive and pullout can be improved, so she did get beaten off the tide, but the, off the dive by Talara J. Dixon, who had a real breakout swim going 105.3 for third, so a good one there from Dixon, but Hodges, for as much speed as she has, she can be improved skillfully a lot more, but that'll come with a bit more experience and especially short course racing experience with the top level swimmers not really racing or focusing especially in Australia on a short course meet over the last couple of years with the um with the Aussies not sending a team over to Abu Dhabi last December so Hodges books her spot to go to Melbourne along with Jenna Strosh 
Stroshmore, the 200-meter specialist. She did get second at the long course world champs in that 200 breaststroke, so watch for her to do some damage in the next couple of days in that long breaststroke event. And uh, a good battle between Hodges and Strosh developing because they both want that breaststroke medley relay position. We know how strong Australian women's uh, 4x1 medley relay is with girls like uh, Emma McKeon and Kaylee McEwen and Molly O'Callaghan filling in that one. We just need another a, a world-class breaststroker to uh, pretty much make that a lock gold medal at any sort of meet coming up. So that is an important one for Hodges and Strosh to compete for. On the men's side, it was Sam Williamson, 57.01, just shades that Australian record of 56.89 from Matt Wilson. So Williamson coming off a really big Commonwealth Games he uh, gets a medal in the 100, almost beats Adam Peaty head-to-head in that 50 breaststroke. And uh, at 24 years of age, he's really starting to find personal best form. So he's the second fastest Aussie of all time and another up-and-coming breaststroke sprinter. That's Joshua Yong from the USC Spartans, 57.63. Uh, you know, went sub-minute long course, so it's no surprise to see him go 57 he does move into fifth position all-time on the Australian ranking, so slowly climbing those rankings. And uh, he equaled that Swimming Australia qualifying time for the World Championship team. So uh, fingers crossed he gets selected because he just needs a little bit more exposure, a bit more race experience, but um, no doubt has the speed and the talent to compete internationally. So Williamson and Joshua Yong getting the job done on the men's 100 breaststroke race. Wrapping up the night was the men's and women's distance races. So we'll kick things off with the women's 1500 freestyle. And geez, that got exciting with uh, Lani Pallister smashing her own Australian record in that one. Her time, 15.24.63. She takes four seconds off her Australian record time. And even more amazing was she split that race at the 800 at 812.07. And she also owns the Australian record in the 800 at 810.1. So if she can maintain this form and not get too tired, she did have a busy schedule tonight racing the uh, the 200 free where she got third. She'll have the 400 free over the next couple of days as well. But she could really smash that 800 Australian record too. She's certainly in great form after, uh, after a disappointing year last year, but she's uh, just figured everything out mentally and physically and Geez, once she puts it together, what a talent she is. And um, with Pallister, obviously we all know the pedigree she has and with her mother Janelle being such a great distance swimmer for Australia back in the 80s. But what we see with Pallister, she comes from a surf background, so she really doesn't use her legs at all when she swims. It just has this light two-beat kick behind her, but different to other surf and open water swimmers. She's skillfully, she's very skillful. She can dive, she's got easy speed, she can hold stroke rate, she doesn't lift her head too high when she when she breathes, and she can streamline and turn. So she ticks a lot of boxes when it comes to distance freestyle, especially in the short course pool. And uh, we saw her just early in some of those races in Budapest go with Ledecky. Um, not getting too excited, but that's just where her speed is at. And she went 153 in the 200 here as well, so... Really developing into a uh, into a world class swimmer, even though she's had her ups and downs. But at only 20, she's uh, smashing her own Australian record. So I'm really excited to see what she can do 
come Melbourne in December because um, she's just six seconds off that world record. It's uh, Germany's Sarah Kohler at 15.18. And uh, who's to say Pallister can't take another chunk of time off and challenge that world record or even break it in front of a home crowd? And um, more importantly, like, there is... I didn't realize it at the time, but the fact that there is a qualifying time from uh, from Swimming Australia to make this team in this women's 1500 and the men's 800, it is, in fact, the first time that these events are getting swam at the FINA World Short Course Championships. So we can expect these world records and these rankings and all-time rankings to really get a lot faster as our top-line swimmers actually target and race these events when it comes to the major competitions around the world. So watch for Palestar. I uh, I won't call it early. I'll say she'll challenge the world record in Melbourne. I'd love to say that she'll get it, but we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. And on the men's side was... Probably an underrated swim. That was David Johnston, the 20-year-old American. 7.30.41 in the men's 800 freestyle. 7.30.4. It's such a weird time and a weird number to read out when it comes to this event because it's you know, it's only a new Olympic event. But uh, impressive swim. He went out hard. Pretty much just looked like he sprinted the whole thing. But uh, he looks like a tall, thin guy, full of confidence, full of beans. He jumped out and screamed out and celebrated louder than anybody uh, we've probably seen in Australia celebrate a race before. So he was pumped with that one and uh, a real developing freshman from the University of Texas. So he splits that in 343. So I can't wait to see what he does in the 400 and the 1500 free here as well. He'll get well under 340 in that 400, which is a world-class swim. And uh, he might even go something around 1420 in that 1500 meter race too so impressive performance there and and also that just dragged mac horton out along as well good to see mac racing these distance events again and as we see with uh with some of these older swimmers like kyle chalmers as well and mac horton they don't race the 200 or the 800 freestyle long course anymore so but when it comes to short course chalmers can extend to the 200 horton can extend from his normal 200 and 400 at this point in his career, extend out to the 800. He goes 739, pretty good swim overall. And uh, and it was a good base race with uh, Alexander Grant from Miami, uh, 740 for Grant, flew home that last 50 metres, and they both got under that Swimming Australia qualifying time as well. So hopefully that means we see another rookie make their debut with Alexander Grant getting a gig there. So that was uh, some pretty quick swimming that, Men's 800 short course, it feels like a 400 because it's over in just a couple of minutes. And that wraps up the episode for night one of finals from the Sydney Sprints Australian Short Course Championships. And uh, we've got three night sessions to go, so we'll wait and see if the swimming can be as fast and the racing as close over the next couple of days of racing. And uh, as I said, just doing this for a bit of fun, it's my own voice I uh, hope to bring on some guests over the next coming weeks and months if uh, if we're going to continue to do this. And uh, give me some feedback. Follow me on Instagram, Bobby underscore Hurley. And uh, shoot me a DM or a comment and give me any feedback if you're listening to this. I would love to hear your thoughts and hear about how to make this better and improve it without taking too much of my time up. And uh, if you enjoy it, we'll chat tomorrow. <laughs>